0: Small Business Focus this evening, Pablo Fatidis from Auric Business Accelerator. Two strategies for your business this year. The first one you say is hope. I thought Pablo Fatidis, hope was anything but not a strategy.
1: No, it isn't. It isn't. You know, I was having lunch the other day, Bruce, this week, and um, I got rudely interrupted by this fellow who came up to me and said, I hope this is going to be a different year. So I said, well, uh, sorry, who are you? And he gave me his name and I said, what do you do? And he was talking to me about the business that he's run and he was sharing with me what he's been through in the last 24 months. And of course, it's been hellish. He's had a really, really, really tough time. He's in food services. He runs a fairly well-established business. Um, It's been a real, real drama. And I said to him, you still standing? And he says, I am. But he said, I don't think I can do this anymore. I really hope it's over. And I said, but what do you mean you hope it's over? You've lasted. Many have fallen. Your opportunities now. And he said, you think it's going to be any better this year? And that began the conversation. Because, Bruce, in the last, on Monday, 1.35 million Americans got infected with covid on that day alone. They're running at around 780,000 a day. The COVID era is not over. It's going to be with us for at least another four, five, six, seven, eight years. It's the COVID decade. The next thing is supply chains right around the world are in a horrendous condition. They're a complete mess. Right now to try and get product in South Africa is almost impossible to try and get affordable product when it is available has become impossible. Inflation is growing right around the world. It'll be short-lived in some areas, in other areas it's going to persist for a while longer. And I had a discussion with this business owner and saying, you have survived all of that when many others have fallen and you have learned to sail in a storm and the storm will continue rather adopt that as opposed to hope, around how you're going to plan your business this year, and that's where hope turned into strategy. We had a great ah. conversation that followed. That's very no, uh, absolutely uh,
0: no. But I mean, here's, here's the point, Pablo. I mean, it's um, it's it is this thing where we want to go back to the way things were because that we know that and it was comfortable and easy, and we remember it with great fondness. It was open travel, and you could, you know, set up plans and holidays, you know, with with the, you know, with a clear view on the future. Now that the view on the future is considerably less clear, and that I think freaks the living daylights out of people.
1: It does, and and Bruce, you know what? It's I, I'm being very, I'm being very, very cavalier, and I'm being very, very bold with the view because I think it's really important that you make decisions around your business this year with two feet firmly planted on this earth. I don't think that hope is going to be of any value whatsoever. If I look at it, last year, I had seven trips cancelled abroad, and each of them was as important as the next. And the disruption that creates, the frustration that builds behind it, the temptation to throw a massive pity party, feel desperately sorry for yourself, and say, I've had enough of it, I'm throwing the towel in, which many, many people are doing, is of absolutely no value. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. So look at what it is. Realize that if you have survived, you are extraordinary, and you have it in you to make up what you've lost in the last two years, in the eight years that lie ahead, to turn 2020 to 2030 into the most profitable, valuable
0: year that your business can ever enjoy. How? Okay, you said, told, told us, fine. Hope is all well and good, but understand that the environment is different. So plan for that different environment. That's the first step, I suppose.
1: Yeah, it really is. And, and you know, so you learn about planning and you read about planning and it's almost as if the suggestion around planning is that you're going to set this long-term goal or strategy or destination that you want to achieve or reach. You're then going to lay out a path in order to achieve it. And only half of that is relevant nowadays. I still think it's important in your planning for this year. You need to set the end goal. You need to say, why do I do what I do? And yes, okay, obviously it's to generate some economy for yourself. It might be that your work gives you tremendous meaning. You have all those elements that play into it. But beyond that, why do you do what you do? And it's so important, Bruce, for all of us in business to cast our minds well into the future. And that future must be anchored. The path getting there is going to chop and change. And that's where the frustration comes into play. So gear yourself up to Do nothing and you will be punished for it because if you do nothing, you will be eaten. You will fail. You will not succeed. Because there are two other strategies that are being widely adopted. And the first strategy is one that says I'm growing despite COVID. I'm growing despite the poor economy in South Africa. I'm growing despite the negativity that persists and pervades where our economy is moving and what's happening within our politics. Alternatively, depending on your age and stage around, of the mid tier SMEs in South Africa, there are about 45,000 of them. Bruce, did you know that around 60% of them sit in the hands of the baby boomer generation? That baby boomer generation is going to be exiting in the next two, three, four, five, six, seven years. If you are sitting in a condition where you saying, I want to exit my business, then you need to build for exit because it's going to get very, very competitive. So two simple strategies. The one is growth, and we can talk about how to achieve that. And the other is all about exit. And we can talk about what you've got to do to get that part right too.
0: Talk to me about growth. I'm more interested in growth than exit. First, please.
1: Yeah. So I read a fantastic book over the the December period. It's called World Order. And it's a long book, a long, long book, written by Henry Kissinger, And it's fascinating because it gives you a social cultural political understanding of why the east is how the east is of why russia is how russia is of why the americans are how the americans are and it talks deep deeply back into the history of each of these regions the history of the countries the cultural Uh, uh, elements that, that sit within these nations and how they play through and play out and play across politics. And it starts to paint a picture of what the political economy is going to look like in the years ahead. It was a fascinating book. And at one point in the book, he spoke about the behavior of Russia within the Ukraine, because what's happening now with Russia advancing its troops to the borders of Ukraine is nothing new. It's happened before, and it's happened many times before. He spoke extensively about how Iran responded to the nuclear embargo. He spoke extensively about North Korea and their behavior. And he pointed out a fascinating behavior where he says, in each instance, the global agreements that get reached in those three territories around what you can do and can't do and how the rest of the world will either back you or won't through NATO. Get tested. They get tested again and again. And people don't break these big agreements, but what they do is they take one step, look to see if you're going to smack yeah. their hands away. Yeah, And if you don't, they take another step and they test the boundaries. I think the biggest opportunity for growth is if you look at your industry, if you look at the space that you're playing in, I can assure you that most people have not set a growth target for themselves, have not said, despite COVID, despite the economy, growth is the only direction we are going to move in. There is a real opportunity to take up the market, to take up the customers, to take up the products, to take up the opportunities that your competitors are not going to be taking up because there's nothing more disabling than being indecisive. And by far, most people will remain indecisive in this country, especially around their businesses. So if you've got a good growth strategy, mindset set, this is the time to do it. This is the opportunity you will have. I think by next year, everyone would have been fed up from doing nothing and everyone will start acting. But whilst people are still hoping things are going to be better, don't hope, Put a growth plan in place and activate it because now's your chance.
0: Easier said than done, though, Puff. Easier said than done. And I think you know that very, very well because you deal with frightened entrepreneurs all the time. Um, One of the great opportunities, of course, in terms of growth is is, is finding new markets. And there are many.
1: You know, I I never had a break over December and the reason for it is... A lot of the businesses that I've been working with, South African businesses, Bruce, they, they're well-built businesses. They're businesses that have been around for some time. They're businesses that uh, reset themselves and rebuilt themselves during the COVID period. They digitized extensively. They preserved their capital. They played a tough game because you had to in order to survive. They came out the other, the other side of the economic lockdowns with strength. They grew nicely over the period, and they then found market opportunities abroad. And it's fascinating what it means and what it does, because the moment you start entering into opportunities within the U.S. economy, using the platform you have created over here, or the U.K. economy or the European economy, there is no such thing as a break over the December period because those economies shut down more or less for just a week between the 25th and the 1st. There is growth for South African businesses that are built well. And the reason there is growth is that in going into those economies, what happened across Europe, what happened across the UK is that most businesses literally shut themselves down or went at 10% of their pace and space and speed over the last 24 months. We had no choice over here because as South Africans, we got absolutely no support or help from government. We had only one option and that was to survive. And the businesses that survived have built themselves effectively to cope in a low growth economy, have built themselves profitably because they had to digitize extensively wherever possible. And that's immediately given them a platform to move into these other developed economy environments i've never seen it before bruce it's the first time it's happened and it was made possible because of COVID. so there is growth in markets outside of south africa there's also growth of course inside south africa
0: and again a lot of people listening to us will be going but you're smoking your socks there is no growth there's no activity there is nothing happening there's no infrastructure spend government's not doing anything But that's the big realisation that so many people have to come to terms with, is that this is not a government thing. This is a private sector-led thing. This is an opportunistically driven thing.
1: Yeah, and it sounds very brutal, and I always feel a bit bad sharing this perspective in a a very, very public environment. But business is competitive. If you say there is growth, and I'm going to find it, and I'm going to make it happen, you are sitting in the 5% of your industry, the other 95% are wondering whether there is growth, are wondering whether they should make the investments, are completely disabled by all the uncertainty brought upon us by COVID, brought upon us by the economy, brought upon us by the politics that governs this country. If you sit down and say, despite all of that, there, there is only growth as an option for me, Bruce, that immediately means you're going to get growth by outplaying and outwitting your competitors. The next thing is this, very big businesses need overall economic growth. They struggle to grow and adapt and change and move and shift to where the opportunities emerge on an ongoing basis because of their sheer size and mass. They've got many people, they've got strong processes, they've got proper governance, they've got all sorts of restraints around that. Those businesses increasingly, what I've seen over the last three to five years in South Africa, have been outsourcing more and more and more of activities that they owned and, and built for themselves internally. That outsourcing process is going into the SME economy. So you can grow by outcompeting your competitors and you can grow by serving the corporates that are adapting and adopting to becoming more profitable leaner and meaner. That's where the growth is, but none of that's going to be available to you if you don't believe it's there. You need to hunt it and find it, and you will see it. When you see it, you'll be able to take advantage of it. It's there, and I'm seeing it every day. And that's been the case for the last two years, Bruce.
0: But if you are planning for exit, yet still sitting on the sidelines because you don't believe the signals, how are you preparing for that exit? Because you're, you're simply waiting for time to pass rather than building up What's that term? Oh, yes, an asset of value.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Listen, you know what? I, I promise you, I promise you, I, I don't know how else you try and convince whoever is not convinced of this idea. But you get into building your business, you've been doing so for 10, 15, 20 years, 30 years. You are so close to your business, it's hard to see the wood for the trees. And Bruce, time and again, Every year I see it, and it hasn't been different ever since I've been involved in working with business owners. 30 years to build a business, and then you spend between 30 to 80 hours negotiating its exit. The fact is 94.6% of businesses started fail to sell. You might believe that your business has value. You might believe that because you're making money, it's a sellable asset in its own right. If you're looking to exit, in the next two to three to four years, it takes 24 months to prepare for an exit in the first instance. It takes six months before that to understand how exits work and how your business will be valued. And that 24 month period, once you've understood that, means you've got to build and manage and lead your business differently to make sure that the business is viable and therefore sellable. If you don't do that, and simply hope to achieve an exit by doing what you've done successfully for the last 10, 20, 30 years to generate income, the likelihood is that exit's not going to happen. Set your mind right this year, Accept that things are going to be more of the same as they've been in the last two years. Either then move towards growth as the only option or exit as the only option. It'll serve you more than any other advice you can get at any point
0: in time this year. Pavlo Fatidis from Auric Business Accelerator on a Thursday night on The Money Show.